0: Let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Angela Starr, and I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Ah, oh, Brooklyn! What's good, Brooklyn? We're the building! That's why we really rock on any block, son. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm naturally, you know, naturally from Brooklyn. Uh, you're, I'm automatically like a, a go-getter, and um, I also know how to cook, crack. Oh. Not, not very good at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, My mom is a minister, and uh, my father is uh, opposite of a minister, whatever that would be. So my mother's from North Carolina, my father's from Haiti, so growing up was uh, very unusual. So my mom would, like, stand in front of the TV, and she'll be like, Pierre, you need to stop spending your money on the lotto and start spending your time with Jesus. And my dad would be like, Catherine. Catherine move out their way. I can watch the Wheel of Fortune game. Pierre, you need to stop thinking about the Wheel of Fortune and think about the will of God. Pierre. You- Catherine, Catherine, you know what? You, 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 you know what? You are something else, Catherine. Uh oh. You something else. You know why I don't go to church, Catherine? Let me tell you why. Because you go out on the Sunday, you go out on the Tuesday, you go out on the Friday, you take my babies in the call and, and the pastor come home on his cadillac. And how do you get home, Catherine? How you get home? On the bus. Get out of my way, Catherine. I don't wanna hear your mouth. So um I wonder if that's part of the reason why I may be a little a little out of the norm. Um, a word of advice for anyone who has never been to New York make sure you don't fall asleep on the train in Brooklyn okay I made that mistake one time I fell asleep on the train and I woke up on a random guy like (gasps) oh my god sir I am so sorry nah (laughs) you good (laughs) but you're gonna give me that number (laughs) okay sir you are you are funny (laughs) nah no funny you gonna give me that number? What the fuck I look like? A Sealy's Postrepedic Mattress? You been sleeping on me since Canal Street. Uh, okay, 718855.
1: You've just heard a little bit from today's guest, Angela Starr, kicking off our show with some laughs. Uh-huh. Thank you for joining me, Angela. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Louder Vision, the podcast for visionaries, artists, and creatives. I'm your host, filmmaker and artist Laura Mioli, and my guest today is stand-up comedian Angela Starr, who you just heard. She's performed at Caroline's on Broadway, Gotham Comedy Club, Laugh Lounge, and you can see some of her comedy stylings at facebook.com slash Angela Starr Comedy. Thank you again for being here. Thank you. I love your intro. It's awesome. Oh, Make thank you. nice. And we have Tony here filming for Code 360 today.
2: What's
1: going on? So that's awkward, but... Hey, hey, <laughs> random Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so you, before we get into your comedy, okay, which I love, um, you're the founder of Stars of Comedy. Tell yes. me about that. Uh, Stars
0: of Comedy is an after-school program for kids in which I develop for... Uh, Maybe that kid who may not be good at basketball or may not be good, you know, uh, at sports or, you know, singing. They may have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They may have another skill set. They may be the class clown. They may be they may be the the talkative person in the class. Mm -hmm. They may be the gossiper. And uh, this class is pretty much for them. It allows kids to share, be kids and for them to be creative, learn public speaking skills and just learn how to. Take real problems that they're dealing with, and put a positive spin on it, and be able to share it with other kids and other adults too. So um, I'm proud of it. I, pr- I just started it just a few months ago, and I'm, it's getting off the feet off his feet now, and so so far so good. Yeah, right now I'm doing it for third, fifth, and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, the program is made for junior high school. Um, so right now I'm just spreading my love across town.
1: Ooh, yeah. That sounds like a great program. So tell me, how did you start that, and where did you come up with the idea for that?
0: Um, I started at uh, one school in Brooklyn, Bedside. They asked me to come for career day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I was the only person that was a comedian. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was like a firefighter, a police officer, you know, the cool things. And I'm just, I just, they introduced me as the clown. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I, was to, cool too, yeah, I was able to... Comedians pretty cool, too, Yeah, I was able to come in, and I was and relate with the kids and just make jokes. And it seemed like it was just the most fulfilling day that I had just being able to just go from class to class. And Mm -hmm. they were just, they just loved me. And uh, we were able to relate. I felt like, I felt like them. 'Cause I remember yeah. being that age and being able wishing that I can just express myself and just be normal and not have to be like everyone else. Yeah. And then I think that kinda sparked the idea for me to work with kids on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um so then I, I wrote the curriculum and then I started pushing it to schools like drugs, it was like, Come on, you know you need this, you know you <laughs> want that, you know you need it, yeah, 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 You got kids up in here. So, uh you know, it worked out and uh Uh, I've been getting a lot of positive feedback Mm -hmm. and the kids love it. At the end of the program, they
1: do a stand-up comedy show. Mm. So uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it's been a blessing. So what do you really love about that besides the stand-up comedy show? That's got to be awesome. What I really love, I feel like the kids give me material. Oh. Yeah,
0: I feel like they give me material in my own life because just they have no filter. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just being a comedian – you've kind of fallen under the pressures of being like everyone else. Yeah. And, uh, these kids, I, I'm teaching them how to be themselves. And I think they're teaching me how to be myself Mm. even more. So I just, I I, I love it. And, uh, they come in, they say the funniest things. And then that kind of triggers a joke for me Mm -hmm. in my life. And I'm like, you're good. (laughs) I'm going to put my own spin, you know? So, uh, just working with them uh, is just so fun. It was just laughter after laugh, laughter after laugh, and it's just great. I just love it.
1: Yeah. So which came first, comedy or teaching?
0: Comedy came first. Oh, Teaching is brand new. Oh. Yeah, teaching is brand new. Comedy came first. I've been doing stand-up comedy for about three years now. Okay. Yeah. That's how that wow. started. Yeah, tell me. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, it all started <laughs> at a Rick Ross Trey Song ski trip. Wow, yeah, That's weird. so <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows about these ski trips, but they're pretty ratchet uh, they're pretty dirty, I mean they're dirty, dirty and oh. one of my friends at that time uh, i'm not going to say any names for her name is Lana hmm. um She was really trying to get me to go to ski trip every year. She was like, come on, you got to come, you got to come. And I was like, ah, it's not really my thing. But then I decided to go. So the day of the trip came and I was on the bus because there's a bus that takes you there. So I'm waiting. And, um, you know, it's like the bus is about to pull off and she's still not there. And I'm calling her. She's not answering the phone. I'm calling her and calling her. And then she finally answered. I'm like, where are you at? The bus is about to leave. And she was like, oh, girl, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to go. I was like, what? So you got me going on this ratchet (laughs) ski trip by myself? So uh, was it like a sausage fest too? It was, okay, let me give you an example about what I mean um. when, I, when I say nasty, okay? So uh, after one of the night's events, um, I came back to my hotel room and there was someone having sex in front of my hotel door
1: <laughs> oh, so
0: with their hand on my door knob. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, uh, can I get in? He's like, hold on, just give me one more minute. Oh, uh, hold on, I'm almost done. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> and just this trip alone, Just being by myself and just being the, I I purposely like dressed up like a boy so that I didn't have people like coming after me because I was by Mm -hmm. myself. I I really didn't feel safe because it was wild. So, you know, I kind of dressed up baggy pants so nobody bothered me at all. Mm -hmm. So I was able to kind of step back and just observe everything that was going on around me. And I was like, Wow. Man, I should be a comedy writer or something because mm-hmm. the stuff the things that I'm seeing here like somebody else needs to hear about it And then I, from there I started looking up like comedy writing classes and mm-hmm. then I saw a comedy write, I saw a stand-up comedy class at Caroline's mm-hmm. and I was like I never thought about doing stand-up But that's different and I, I would have to write my own material and it is performing. It would be a challenge So ah, well, let me just try it. So I took the class and then after that I just never stopped
1: well, backtrack. What were you yeah. doing before you did comedy? Before attending I, Ratchet Convention.
0: Before I did comedy, um, I did everything. I sold Kirby vacuum cleaners. Wow. I sold Kirby Kirby vacuum cleaners from door to door for like three years. Um, I I sold I sold Bud. <laughs> 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 I was just. I'm from. I'm, she b- was b- an entrepreneur. I, I was an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn, so I did a little bit of everything. Um, I've done like every network marketing company you can think of. Uh, I was doing like trainings for everyone. Uh I was even doing trainings for like pimps you know, to try to get them to, to recruit their people. I was wow. like, listen, listen, listen. All you got to do is get three hoes <laughs> to get three more holes for a combination of 12 hoes, and then the company's going to give you $60. And, um, you know, I did really well when it came to network marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I tried everything. I mean, um, uh, and, and, you know, I, I just was the type of person to just try all different types of things. Mm-hmm. I worked at a laundromat for like a day. Okay. Cause they gave me some dirty laundry and they're like cleaning. And I look, I'm like, yo, this dookie in his bag. No. I'm not doing that. I quit. So you have a broad um, range of experience. I have a broad range of experience. I also <laughs> worked for the New York State Department of Health for nine years. Okay. Um, and and I'm
1: doing something with them now.
0: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I worked with them for nine years. Uh, there, I was the executive assistant to the commissioner, and um, and I also worked within their social media. And in October. I decided to take a vacation, a two-week vacation. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know what? When I come back from my vacation, I'm (laughs) going to (laughs) quit. So when I came back... You know, my boss was like, oh, how was your vacation? I was like, well, actually, it's extended. It's my resignation. (laughs) Yeah, wow. And um, so, you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, my last day there, I did a comedy show. Most of the people there didn't even know that I did comedy. It was something that I Uh kept secret. So my last day, they found out because I was ready to talk about (laughs) everybody. Um, And uh, from there, then now I'm just 100% focused on comedy and Mm -hmm. just and other endeavors.
1: So you're also an advocate for the Office of Minority Health and Health Disparities Prevention.
0: When I was there, I was working for the Office of Minority Health, um, and I was helping them put uh, a comedic spin on uh, serious health issues. Oh. Uh, I also worked for uh, the AIDS Institute for the Department of Health as well, Um, and uh, I worked with... Uh, various programs within that department and just being able to add different a different flair in order to get the message out that's Mm -hmm. just not so boring like hey use condoms (laughs) it's safe you know Uh, we 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 worked on ads and things like Mm -hmm. that just to make Make it more appealing and make people really notice it. Like, you know what? Listen, we need to get the message out on Tinder. People be on Tinder, right? You know, (laughs) we need to swipe, 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 swipe condoms. There you go. That's how you get the message. So that was pretty much my job
1: there, So it was fun. (laughs) You perform private events at churches, schools, other things like that. That seems like completely, like, opposite from... Being, like, a drug dealer. I, you know what? God
0: changes people. And that yeah, is the truth. Uh, that's great. God changes people.
1: <laughs> but the thing is, uh, um,
0: I just did a church show uh, Friday, matter of oh. fact. I love performing at churches because mm. I went to a high school called Talent Unlimited. So um, my Wait, major. in the Bronx? No, in, in Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. I know so some people like, who went to Talent yeah, Unlimited. Yeah, Gabby,
1: my friend Gabby.
0: Yeah. Our friend Gabby went there. Oh, okay. Um, so my major there was vocal. So I have a musical background. I grew up like in the church and choirs. Mm-hmm. So when I perform at churches, it allows me to like, really have fun because I have access yeah. to things I don't have at a comedy club. Like There's an organ there. There's a drum yeah. there. So I can kind of incorporate the music yeah. within my comedy, uh, which is really fun. But I do private events as well, political events. Mm-hmm. I even uh, had a chance to perform in Shanghai,
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, at the Kung Fu Comedy Club. (laughs) It was so fun. So much good time. Um, Did you just make fun of Americans the whole time? You know, I I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be like all Chinese people, but it wasn't. It was just like a, it was more of a tourist spot for people who came to visit Shanghai. So there was people there from all over the world. So I was able to pretty much be myself. Yeah. So when you're in
1: a situation like that, you're in a completely new place. How do you kind of, like, switch up your content, like, last minute, according you, you, to you. Yeah, sometimes you audience.
0: definitely have to switch it up last minute. Okay. So uh, what I'll try to do is get there a little early mm-hmm. so I can kind of scope out, you know, uh, oh. you know, the audience. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, so she has a big, ugly, doofy hat. All right, I might be able to do <laughs> something with that. <laughs> okay, he, he has no teeth. Okay, that might work for me. I could throw that in there. Um, you just kind of scope it out. But you know what? Honestly, when it comes to... <clears throat> to stand up uh the best approach is just being yourself mm-hmm. and either people like you or they don't, okay. you know, you can't, you, you try to cater to the audience, but really people pay to see you do whatever you want to do. Yeah, They want to see you be you. They mm-hmm. don't want to see you be Kevin Hart. If that was the, the case, they'll go see Kevin Hart. You know, if So they it. if they can afford it, <laughs> Kevin Hart, I want them tickets. Um, you know, so it's a challenge when you, you, Performing at different Mm -hmm. places, even when it comes to churches, it's a challenge because everyone has their different beliefs. So I try
1: to do research Mm -hmm. on these
0: places before I get anywhere, but...
1: And so, do you have just like a huge st- uh, load of material in your head, like that you can pick from?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much how that's how stand up works. You you know, you get some material and you just keep testing it at different mm-hmm. spots, like as many you just on stage mm-hmm. all the time. And then you say, okay, you know what, this joke pretty much works for the majority of people. Okay. So you know, I can kind of th- pull this out the hat. I'm like, yeah. okay, it's a lot of Spanish people in here. All right, let me <laughs> let me let me pull out this. Dominican joke that I have about a uh, Dominican people treating me bad when I um, go to the hair salon. You know, what I mean, it, it yeah. works. Like you know, you just kind of have things already there floating around, and you just pull out whatever works and and go but with the explain flow.
1: Explain your your process for writing. Do you write it down on paper? Like how how does it work for you?
0: I do write on paper, um, but my process is a little different. Um, I also record. I audio record. Okay. So sometimes I'll just. Hit the record on my phone, and I just start talking to myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I will just talk to myself, and then I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's funny." <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll take that, and I'll see how I can turn it into a a well-developed joke. Okay. Um, so I have different. I love walking. Walking kind of helps me come up with comedy as well. Okay. Just anything that allows me just to relax and be yeah. alone sparks a lot of comedic things and my family too really my family is just
1: are they a source of inspiration for they are
0: company? like my mom is a very big source of my inspiration mm-hmm. because uh my mom is a minister she's from north carolina okay. and uh you know she's just a hardcore christian like she loves jesus it's, it's <laughs> not a game she yeah. loves she's even and she doesn't even real she doesn't realize it but like sometimes like everything she says ends up turning into some type of church sermon. Everything, oh. everything. Like she just I, gets really excited. she just gets excited <laughs> out of nowhere. Like I told her that you know, I finally told my mom because I was keeping a secret. Mm-hmm. I finally told my mom that I wanted to be a comedian, and she was like, "Oh, come on, now, now, Jesus, don't want you to be a comedian. <laughs> you know why? Because you're too busy making jokes about people." Ah, you ain't going to church no more ah, you're wearing dresses with no stockings ah, you're too busy merely rocking ah. i'm like all right mom calm down relax like oh guys all the time like she just gets right into it but it's yeah. just it's so funny because it's not fake it's just real mm-hmm. and that's just my real life and growing up with a mom that's super you know spiritual mm-hmm. and then a dad that's super not oh, um okay. <laughs> it's just a very different type of experience okay uh so they definitely spark a lot of my comedy okay sure
1: and do you feel you were talking about not wearing stockings with your your dresses um as a woman do you feel like you have to adjust your your style as a comedian or maybe your fashion sense or the way you put put yourself out there as a female comedian because there's a lot more men
0: yeah you you feel the pressures as a female comedian. You do because you, even when I first started, I felt the pressure of being very vulgar to oh. try to keep up with men because it's okay. a male-dominated business. So I automatically felt like that. So I would write jokes and I'd be like, how can I go back and make this dirty? Oh. But then, you know, I would perform and I would get the laughs. But then afterwards, I wouldn't feel good about myself because when you meet me in person, mm-hmm. you'd be like, she rude, but she's not really dirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I not found like myself mm-hmm. being two or three different people. And I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I want to just be myself. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to the dressing, yeah, I do have to be very conscious of it. Because sometimes just being too sexy uh, just throws people off. Yeah, And I want people to actually listen mm-hmm. to the jokes. Yeah. Not looking at me and saying, mm, good God almighty, <laughs> I would love to put my thing up in that you know, and sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. I had a show in the Bahamas. Oh. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I um, my friend couldn't get my outfit to me in time, so mm-hmm. I had to wear whatever I had on. I had, like, little leggings or whatever. Yeah. And that show was, like, for couples. Oh. So here I am coming out. Oh,
1: no. With all this, you know, <laughs> the all this thing showing. You.
0: And it's, you I, you can just feel it right away. You can feel, you know, the the women like, ew. Like, jealousy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, ew. And then yeah. they kind of rub that off on the men like, don't you even think about laughing at her. <laughs> so it was like pure silence. Yeah. And I know it wasn't because it, I wasn't it's funny, but I know that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I've I've learned that just kind of performing. I think right now I have to be cautious of it. I think the more popular I get, then I can be more comfortable yeah. wearing whatever I want. You know, once you become big, you can wear panties and people will be like, I love
1: it. I don't care. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Did you have any mentors or comedy idols that you looked to for guidance? Anyone who kind of helped you become a comedian after that wonderful experience that you had?
0: Um, I there are a few people that I look up to. Um, one person that's very close to me, his name is Will Sylvans. He's a very popular Haitian comedian. Mm-hmm. He was like the first like superstar friend that I had. Okay, you know what I mean, and just. I just noticed that he was just able to just be himself mm-hmm. and people loved it. And he would just travel. He'll be in Australia next day. He'll be in China. Wow. And just, he'll just, he just stayed humble. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? That's one thing I would want to take away from him. Uh, there's also a comedian named Michael Jr. He's a Christian comedian, but mm-hmm. he t- performs at like mega churches. Um, okay. And um, I used to have conference calls with him. This is like when I was like kind of changing over my life mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, really, seeking God for advice of, as to how he wanted me to go, what direction he wanted me going. So I used to have conference calls with him and he was mm-hmm. very encouraging. And then I kind of slipped back into sin. So I didn't feel comfortable getting on those calls anymore because oh. I didn't want to be like a hypocrite. You know what I yeah. mean? I didn't want to be like, let me get on the call but with Michael Jr. And he, he's a stand-up comedian, super successful. If you look okay. him up, super successful. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was so encouraging. And he made me feel like, listen, you don't have to be disgusting for oh, people. OK, so to, he had like a vision for you. Yeah, and like,
1: I need to break free. Yeah,
0: he's like, you don't you don't have to be disgusting mm-hmm. in order for people to find you funny. Yeah. You just have to be yourself. And um, that was one thing that I really took away from him. And uh, I think now I'm at a different place where I can call him again. So, so probably, yeah. Probably. Mm, yes, I am. <laughs> no, God has made a lot of changes in my life. Um mm-hmm. so I am at a more confident place that I can I can do that so
1: Do you have any advice for comedians starting out?
0: Um work, 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 work. Um yeah, you got to get on stage just all the time. Okay. You have to get on stage as much as you can and sometimes it's just annoying because you may have to mm-hmm. do the open mic with that one drunk guy <laughs> you may have to do that dungeon show but uh the more you just get up the more uh confident you become with mm-hmm. your material um, and also just you have to get to a place where you can just be comfortable being yourself okay. because being yourself is the only thing that's going to make you different yeah uh, you know what I mean? And I think just we live in a society where everyone encourages you to be like somebody else. Yeah. But then if you're like everybody else, how do you
1: stand out? Yeah. You you're know? not unique anymore. You're not
0: unique anymore. So mm-hmm. I think that would be the one thing that I kind of lo- I, I would leave with comedians. And also, you know, I know everyone has a different style of comedy, mm-hmm. but I feel like we have a responsibility for the people that watch us and um i i'm not saying that we need to filter everything that we say mm-hmm. but you know what is it that you're giving to people you know what is mm-hmm. it you can either give people life or you could give people death you know mm-hmm. what is it that you're giving to these kids
1: yeah
0: you know can or can you are you able to perform at a school can yeah. you can you make a difference in somebody's life or mm-hmm. You know, because honestly, when I'm not here anymore, I don't want people to just say, oh, yeah, she was funny. I want people to say, you know what? She made me think about something. You Mm -hmm. know, she she made a difference. She showed me it was all right. It was all right to be herself, be Mm -hmm. yourself. But you can still be funny and you you don't have to sell out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so you brought it back to teaching, which is great because I have to ask you. Okay. could you be just. A comedian and not a teacher or a teacher and not a comedian do you feel like they go hand in hand for you or
0: Um, I feel like I can be a comedian and not a teacher okay I feel like right now this is just a season for me to be able to teach and so I'm gonna go with it I Mm -hmm. feel like that's what God's telling me to do now Uh, but I do feel like my calling is comedy so that's something that's not gonna Mm -hmm. ever that's never gonna stop I'm always gonna do that so
1: so what's your goal as a comedian What's like the ultimate thing for you?
0: It's so cliche. I feel like Kanye West if I say Madison
1: Square Garden.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But my ultimate goal, my ultimate goal is to be a comedian that uh, is successful in all different areas. Do you, know, so you want to act as well? I want to act as well. Okay. Definitely, for sure. You know, I also look up to people like Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. and Eddie Murphy because, and like Jim Carrey, because yeah. they were able to incorporate other skills mm-hmm. within their comedy. Like, yeah. even though Eddie Murphy wasn't a singer, you can tell that he could sing yeah. by the little things that he kind of mm-hmm. brought to his comedy. And that's what I want to be able to do. I want to be able to do that. I want to, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. but I don't consider myself a Christian comedian. I just consider myself a comedian that's a Christian. I mean, I I don't want to be in a box at all. I want to still be able to have the freedom to say whatever I want. That's why I got in this business, (laughs) you know? So I just want to be able to spread my message across the world. Mm -hmm. I really want to not just be a New York comedian. I want to be a worldwide artist and a worldwide performer. And maybe comedy will just open doors for a lot of other things, mm-hmm. and a uh, way for me to inspire even more people.
1: It will. Well, thank you. And getting on stage in front of a lot of people like that, you're you're starting with maybe what 50 people in a room right now. I mean, starting yeah. out, and then like you go from the one drunk guy, and then now you want to go to MSG. That's going to be thousands of people. Do you ever get stage fright, or what? Do you ever struggle with being afraid to to be up in front of that many people?
0: Um, I don't think the amount of people scares me. Okay. I just think just just doing it is a little scary. You okay. know, just like anticipating, like, okay, I'm about to go on soon. Oh, gosh. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You just, that's the one thing yeah. that's really scary about stand up comedy. And, uh, you know, they say public speaking is like the hardest thing for people to do. Mm-hmm. So forget about like public joking. So yeah. that's really scary. But it's like once you get out there, then you're like,
1: it's OK. It's OK. Mm-hmm.
0: You're in your own world and you're just like, hey, I'm here now. Let mm-hmm. me just embrace it. But I still experience stage fright. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think that ever goes away. That nervous feeling. Mm-hmm. I think even for the greats, you still have that little nervous feeling. Yeah. You know, like what if you go out there and the light fall on your head or something? <laughs> How are you going to recover from that?
2: Well, that mm-hmm. might be hard, but... That's um, like an
0: easy out right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. That's my time.
1: <laughs> I'm dead. Um, yeah. So what are you watching right now? What are your favorite shows, your favorite movies? What makes this comedian laugh? that's got to be hard. What makes
0: me laugh? To be very honest with you, I haven't watched TV in the past like two, three months. Wow. I've taken like a TV fast um because I've I noticed that a lot of my comedy was starting to emulate a lot of things that I was or I was seeing mm-hmm. you know and I was like you know what no I want to find my own way yeah. of delivering this so Right now, I haven't been watching too many shows. Okay. Sometimes I just throw on Netflix mm-hmm. and I'll- That counts as TV. That counts as TV. <laughs> I'll throw on a Netflix. What, what was I watching lately? Um, I was watching, uh, what is that show? Daredevil.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It's not comedy, but- Not at yeah, all. It's not comedy at <laughs> all. Right? And I was, I, then I was about to say Dexter. That's not comedy. That's death. Well, it death. has funny
1: moments. That has
0: funny moments when he <laughs> kills people, right?
1: Oh, man, that says a lot no, about I mean, me, scene right? the where, the Thanksgiving scene. Oh, yeah. That was that great. That was pretty funny. With that John Lithgow. Funny. That was, like, the funniest <laughs> scene ever.
0: Um, I watch a lot of old school stand-up. hmm Oh, and I, lo- I watch a lot of stand-up comedy. hmm I watch a lot of stand-up comedy. Um, I watch a lot of cartoons. Okay. Mm, I still watch boondocks <laughs> all of the time. Yeah. I still watch old school Martin and... Yeah, Martin still holds up. Uh, Martin, That's I a great lo- show. I love Martin. <laughs> My whole family—we live by Martin. Like we speak Martin Show lingo. Everyone, <laughs> everyone does. Like, uh, so you know what? After today, I am gonna turn on the TV and start watching some stuff.
1: Well, you don't have to. I mean, I I kind of see what you mean. Like, you want to just be out in the world experiencing it because yeah. it's a lot of like when I started learning about market, like social media marketing and things like that. I started realizing I'm on the computer all the time mm-hmm. and I'm watching TV all the time because TV to me is research. Right. I have to like learn what things look like, what is the aesthetic, what is the goal mm-hmm. to make my, fi- my videos look, um, to look good. So when I actually go out in the world, that's when you get like an actual unique perspective on right. things because right. you're not filtered in by all this like everybody else's idea. Right. So I see what you mean. Oh, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you understand. I get it. I'm glad you understand. I got to still watch stuff. I'm <laughs> a little addicted. Um, I glad. like New Girl. Oh, yeah? That's not a new show, I saw, though, right? I saw the pilot for that. Okay. That. I'm doing a little, like, research. I'm just watching pilots. This, okay. The first episode of, like, okay. a bunch of shows. But I would watch that show.
0: Yeah, um, Yeah, you know what? I feel like I'm... What was the last show that I really got into You watch comedy? Broad City? I do watch Broad that's City. That's coming back. Yeah, I love party. And then look, I'm about to go right back to death. I'm like, what about Walking Dead? Uh, What's up with me? Why don't <laughs> yeah. I need so to you're watch sick. more comedy? I'm uh, sick. Yeah, I'm a little okay. sick. Uh, that's all, all right. right. <laughs> I do a great Walking Dead impersonation. I'll oh show yeah. You after Let's this. do it. I'm to do it? Go now? ahead. Okay. <laughs> Alright, since so the cameras here, I'll do it. Alright. Right. Oh, you know what? One time I met um, the Waynes brothers.
1: Oh wow. Wait, yeah. which ones?
0: Marlon and, and Sean, Sean. Oh. yeah, and like Marlon is like so nice. Yeah. I mean, like he's so cool. But not Sean. Uh-oh. And Sean, <laughs> <laughs> so I walked up to Sean and I was like, "Hey, what's what's going on, Sean?" And then it's like he like turned into a walker, like right there, like.
1: Wow. <laughs> Just my Comedian I like zombie guy? My arms go back enough. Yeah and wow. There we go <laughs> arms dislocated But I still
0: love them I love the Wayne Brothers I, ah, I love them I love Damon Damon's my favorite mm-hmm.
1: Would you ever them. go on one of their I know they have a lot of Like competition shows Right now for comedy Would you ever go on Something like that? Yeah I definitely would Okay I definitely would Well we would be rooting for you I hope so You and Creepy Tony <laughs> Creepy Tony Come in the mic And tell us something About yourself you know, I'm not going to let you get away with being over there. Tony. <laughs> I didn't call you Creepy Tony. She did.
2: <laughs>
1: um, you guys share. What you need to know. Hey,
2: this Tell is Creepy us w- Tony.
1: Where, what documentary are you doing?
2: It's, yeah, you could call it a documentary. It's a social experiment. We call it Code 360, where we view somebody's present, past, and future for three minutes and 60 seconds. You get it? four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um this season you mm-hmm. could like say we doing all women for women's month in March. hmm And um I don't know.
1: And I'm honored. I'm yeah, so honored She's,
2: she's uh, yeah. the guest of honor.
1: So excited. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hope it won't first? be too crazy, crazy because she's a producer, so I know how that goes.
1: I'm gonna try not to micromanage everything he does. <laughs> That's the problem, is being re- being recorded and not wanting to like see what he's recording right. or like help, hey, like, hey, let's put some lights on or like, let's do this or let's do that. Like, it's very hard for me, but I'm gonna try really hard not to micromanage you. Shot, right. Don't show me the shot. I don't wanna right. see the shot. <laughs>
0: and stop trying to touch me, Tony,
1: you <laughs> creep. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> it's falling apart. <laughs> we might as well end now. So you can connect with Angela Starr at Facebook.com slash Angela Starr Comedy. And you can connect with me, getting more creative tips and inspiration on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Loudavision. And you can listen to more of these podcasts, read my blog, watch my videos, and contact me. Just go to loudavision.com. Thank you for listening. And that documentary, I'll be sharing it soon. Code 360, is that the Twitter?
2: Uh, no, Insta- we have instagram, instagram, instagram the official code facebook the
1: official code the official code on uh, facebook if you
2: put, put code summer hashtag we can't
1: hear you you're not talking into the mic
2: <laughs> <laughs> Code summer hashtag you'll see a whole bunch of our stuff from last summer and it'll lead you straight to the page if you can't find the official code because it's like it's crazy
1: I'll, I'll put it out there don't worry yeah, so put the link out.
2: Alright, thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for having me. You are so funny. You can find me too on Instagram at astarsmentality.
1: Snapchat at astarsmentality. Perfect. I'll put all the links in the description below. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's give it an applause at the end. Bye. Yeah, baby Brooklyn and the building. And the Bronx. <laughs> The Laudavision podcast is produced by Laura Mioli and edited by Eric Saltzman. and future friends. I am T. Sterling Watson from the indu Podcast and I invite you to stop by and press play. The indu Podcast is a little bit of everything just like myself. Topics include entertainment, nerd culture, pop culture, intellectual chats, spirituality, positivity, music, or magic if I misread my own handwriting. You can find me in iTunes, indube.com and indu.podbean.com The podcast and this ad is
0: a 3SFX production.